0: from the historic Loretto Abbey Chapel. With the kind cooperation of the Toronto Catholic District School Board, the National Catholic Broadcasting Council presents The Daily TV Mass.
1: And welcome to the celebration of The Daily TV Mass. My name is Father Jack Lynch. And the televising of this Mass today is made possible by a contribution from three donors. The first is Maria Da Silva from Brantford, Ontario, in memory of her husband who passed away April 13, 2009, in thanksgiving for blessings received and for the televised Mass. The second is an anonymous donor from Viking, Alberta, for the conversion of her children. And the third is Patricia Foran Taylor from Napin, New Brunswick, in memory of her husband who passed away April 8, 2005, and his deceased parents and family. So for her intentions and those of her family, in thanksgiving for favours and blessings received, and for Pope Francis and the priests who celebrate the Daily TV Mass, we pray this day and we give thanks to the donors for the gift of this telecast. And we gather and pray as we should always do so. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. As we gather this day, we are in the presence of our God, who has gifted us so much. And yet, so often, we haven't expressed gratitude by the way we have lived, by the way we have acted. And so, we acknowledge our sin, and we ask forgiveness of God, and we ask forgiveness of each other. You were sent to heal the contrite of heart. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. You came to call sinners. Christ have, mercy. Christ have mercy. You are seated at the right hand of the Father to intercede for us. Lord have, mercy. Lord, have mercy. And may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sin, and bring us to everlasting life. And let us pray. O God, who have made all those reborn in Christ a chosen race and a royal priesthood, grant us, we pray, the grace to will and to do what you command, that the people called to eternal life may be one in the faith of their hearts and the homage of their deeds. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever.
2: A reading from the Book of the Prophet Ezekiel. The word of the Lord came to me, say to the people, thus says the Lord God, I will take the people of Israel from the nations among which they have gone, and will gather them from every quarter, and bring them to their own land. I will make them one nation in the land, on the mountains of Israel, and one king shall be king over them all. Never again shall they be two nations, and never again shall they be divided into two kingdoms. They shall never again defile themselves with their idols and their detestable things, or with any of their transgressions. I will save them from all the apostasies into which they have fallen and will cleanse them. Then they shall be my people and I will be their God. My servant David shall be king over them and they shall all have one shepherd. They shall follow my ordinances and be careful to observe my statutes. They shall live in the land that I gave to my servant Jacob, in which your ancestors lived. They and their children and their children's children shall live there forever. And my servant David shall be their prince forever. I will make a covenant of peace with them. It shall be an everlasting covenant with them. And I will bless them and multiply them, and will set my sanctuary among them forevermore. My dwelling place shall be with them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Then the nation shall know that I, the Lord, sanctify Israel, when my sanctuary is among them forevermore. The word of the Lord.
3: THE LORD WILL GUARD US LIKE A SHEPHERD GUARDING HIS FLOCK. THE LORD WILL GUARD US LIKE A SHEPHERD GUARDING HIS FLOCK. HEAR THE WORD OF THE LORD O nations, and declare it in the coastlands far away. Say, he who scattered Israel will gather him, and will keep him as a shepherd, a flock. The Lord will guard us like a shepherd guarding his flock. For the Lord has ransomed Jacob and has redeemed him from hands too strong for him. They shall come and sing aloud on the height of Zion, and they shall be radiant over the goodness of the Lord. The Lord. God, us like a shepherd guarding his flock. Then shall the young women rejoice in the dance, and the young men and the old shall be merry. I will turn their mourning into joy. I will comfort them and give them gladness for sorrow. The Lord will guard us like a shepherd guarding his flock. PRAISE TO YOU, LORD, KING OF ETERNAL GLORY! PRAISE TO YOU, LORD, KING OF ETERNAL GLORY! RID YOURSELVES OF ALL YOUR SINS AND MAKE A NEW HEART AND A NEW SPIRIT Praise to you, Lord, King of eternal glory.
1: The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. And many of the Jews who had come with Mary and had seen what Jesus did, believed in him. But some of them went to the Pharisees and told them what he had done. And so the chief priests and the Pharisees called a meeting of the council and said, what are we to do? This man is performing many signs, and if we let him go on like this, everyone will believe in him and the Romans will come and destroy both our holy place and our nation. But one of them, Caiaphas, who was high priest that year, said to them, you know nothing at all. You do not understand that it is better for you to have one man die for the people than to have the whole nation destroyed. He did not say this on his own, but being high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus was about to die for the nation, and not for the nation only, but to gather into one the dispersed children of God, so that from that day on, they planned to put him to death. And Jesus, therefore, no longer walked about openly among the Jews, but went from there to a town called Ephraim in the region near the wilderness, and he remained there with his disciples. Now, the Passover of the Jews was near, and many went up from the country to Jerusalem before the Passover to purify themselves. They were looking for Jesus and were asking one another as they stood in the temple, What do you think? Surely he will not come to the festival, will he? This is the gospel of the Lord. Say, in in today's first reading from the prophet Ezekiel, Ezekiel gives us really a vision of God's dream. God will gather the Israelites from all sides and bring them back home to their land. The two nations of Israel and Judah will be brought together under one king coming from the line of David, and an eternal covenant of peace will be established. This is the last Sabbath for Jesus. Who he is and what he has done in the world and the words that he has preached have set in motion the events of these next eight days. As Megan McKenna observes from the first reading, the book of the prophet Ezekiel gives us God's point of view and it tells what God will accomplish with the Israelites. On the other hand, in the gospel, the view is more immediate and it comes from those in power, the religious power at that moment. We know that God wants peace, enduring and everlasting peace, that overlaps generations, as everlasting as the covenant. But God wants to dwell with them so that all nations of the world will know that it is I, Lord, the Lord, who make Israel holy. And all will know this when the sanctuary of God is set up among them forever. We are to keep in mind that what happens to Jesus in all his life and death and resurrection is continuing still. The famed Trappist monk, Thomas Merton, reminds us, and he writes, we have to see history as a book that is sealed and opened only by the passion of Christ but we prefer to read it from the viewpoint of the beast. We look at history in terms of confusion and power, in terms of the beast and its values, and Christ continues to suffer his passion in the poor, the defenseless, and his passion destroys the beast. Those who love power are destroyed together with what they love. Meanwhile, Christ is an agony until the end of time. Now in the gospel, Jesus has just finished resuscitating Lazarus from the dead. And this event has caused uh, caused a division among the Jews. Some who witnessed it began to believe in Jesus. Others went away to see the Pharisees reporting what Jesus had done, which raises concerns among them. It's always disconcerting to realize that Jesus' gift of life to Lazarus did not bring Jesus' friends and followers, but was the trigger point that brought his enemies to move against him. The chief priests and the Pharisees call a meeting. They call a meeting of the entire Sanhedrin to discuss Jesus and his works. The fear of losing their place, their temple, their uneasy collusion, with the Romans is really the bone of contention. Jesus is putting these things in jeopardy by his present and his passionate devotion to the will of God, which is both light and life in a world of sin and evil. They cannot recognize God acting in history because they've limited God, limited God to specific areas of power, the same places where their power operates, and they cannot bear to lose control, so the decision is made to kill Jesus. It's politically expedient, a workable option that solves their immediate problem. The decision is made by the people in power, religious people seeking to protect their strongholds. Jesus retreats and doesn't move about freely. He goes to Ephraim in the region near the desert where he stays with his disciples. It is near the Jewish Passover, and the people are streaming into the city, but most are unaware of all that is happening. Many are on the lookout for Jesus. They've heard the rumours, and they've heard his words, passed from mouth to mouth, and especially they have heard the tales of his raising Lazarus from the dead. Today's Gospel ends with the question, what do you think? That he will not come to the feast? Leota Rush reminds us that tomorrow is Palm Sunday and that we have there the answer. Not only will Jesus go to the feast, he will enter Jerusalem in triumph. The very response from people that the priests and others feared after Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, that great sign precedes this passage in John's Gospel. You know, I think what's dominant in all of this is fear and fear occupies first place. Fear that people will believe in Jesus. Fear that the Romans will come and take away both our land and our nation. And most certainly fear that if what Jesus preaches comes to pass, then the priestly power will weaken. Caiaphas and his followers have been caught up in fear for so long that they've missed all the signs, all the works that show that God is in their midst. If we live out of fear, We will miss all the signs of God with us. We will miss out on unity, and we will certainly miss out on peace. And so we pray this day. We pray that we may know each one of us. We know peace of mind, peace in our hearts, and peace in our homes. And for that grace, we pray to the Lord. We pray for the many people who join us via television, for those who are in. In hospitals, in senior citizen homes, we pray for them and we pray for their caregivers. We pray that the peace of God will be with them at this time. And for all of them, we pray to the Lord. Lord, We remember in a very special way those people who have written in and requested that we remember them in this celebration. And so for all of them and for the intentions they've asked that we remember, we pray to the Lord. And in all of this we ask, through Christ our Lord. Amen. And blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have this bread to offer, which earth has given and human hands have made, it will become for us the bread of life. Blessed God forever. By the mystery of this water and wine, may we come to share in the divinity of Christ, who humbled himself to share in our humanity. And blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have this wine to offer, Fruit of the vine, the work of human hands, it will become our spiritual drink. Thank you, kindly. And pray, my friends, that this sacrifice, mine and yours, may become acceptable to God the Father Almighty. And may the gift we offer from our fasting be acceptable to you, Lord, we pray. And as an expiation for our sins, may they make us worthy of your grace and lead us to what you promised for eternity. And we ask this through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts and let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It's surely right and just, it's our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, almighty and eternal God. For through the saving passion of your Son, the whole world has received a heart to confess the infinite power of your majesty, since by the wondrous power of the cross, your judgment of the world is now revealed and the authority of Christ crucified. And so, Lord, with all the angels and saints, we too, give you thanks as in exaltation we acclaim. And you are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. And make holy, therefore, these gifts, so that they may become for us the body and the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and giving thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples saying, take this all of you and eat of it, for this is my body
3: drink this cup. We proclaim your death, O oh Lord, until you come again.
1: And therefore, as we celebrate this memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you've held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. And humbly we pray that partaking of the body and the blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, Thomas, our Bishop, and the entire church. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy with him and in him. O God, almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. And faithful to the teaching of Jesus, we pray just as he taught. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, As we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, "Peace I leave you, my peace I give you." Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. And may the peace of the Lord be with you always and let us offer to each other a sign of that peace peace be with you
3: lamb of god you take away the sin of the world
0: Would those of you at home join me in this prayer of St. Francis de Sales? My God, I give you this day. I offer you now all the good that I shall do, and I promise to accept, for love of you, all of the difficulties that I shall meet. Help me to conduct myself during this day in a manner pleasing to you. Amen.
1: And let us pray. We entreat your majesty most humbly, O Lord, that as you feed us with the nourishment which comes from the most holy body and blood of your Son, so you may make us sharers of his divine nature, who live and reign forever and ever. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. And let us go in the peace of Christ, glorifying the Lord by our lives. May you have a rich and a wonderful Holy Week.
0: Our thanks to our donors for the gift of this Mass. Remember, if you can't sponsor a Mass, any contribution, no matter how small, will help keep Daily Mass on television, and you'll receive an income tax receipt for your donation.